All right, all right, all right. The MCU's Bleeding Edge is live once again with a eclectic all-male guest panel because we're we're kicking it uh, men's rights style here tonight. You know what I'm saying? No, uh, no, no, no feminist, no feminist bullshit here with us tonight. Uh, this is the all-male MCU Bleeding Edge edition, and this is going to be a MCU news roundup with a bunch of. Um, trailer reaction watches and, and a bunch of interesting stuff going on so basically just to go ahead and introduce the panel we've got of course again uh he he, he is a a very welcome addition to the mcu's bleeding edge always william good to see you how brother you how you doing man thank you for having me back man it's an honor to be here um very glad to be here once again and enlighten everybody on the world of geek let's go there you go and shaw if you want to go ahead and say hello and at the same time, maybe just mention where you and William are coming from. I'd hey, how you doing? I'm Shah. Me and William are the host, co-hosts of the Geek Gauntlet podcast. Please check it out. Excellent. Excellent. And on top of that, we, of course, have once again a becoming a regular on the Bleeding Edge, Vincent Van Spock. What's good, brother? How's it going? Live good long and prosper. Again. Andrew? You might, you we got you Andrew. He might as well just claim it. You might as well just take this spot. You might as well just take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, uh, I'm claiming it. So we got Andrew from GNN Geek News Now Network that uh, I am and Cyber and I uh, are are a part of now, uh, part of the team. And it's good to see you, Andrew. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. Well, let's get right into it and jam into some content. I want to go ahead and start right off with probably a trailer reaction. And I wanted to go ahead and pick something that I thought would be interesting uh, and would fall kind of into Shaw and Williams kind of category a little bit because they cover a lot of DC, DCU, DCEU. And then also throw something out there that I've never gotten any reactions from Andrew or from Vincent on, although I've gotten maybe from Cyber or Perry. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with the new Batman trailer um, that we got from DC Fandom. And you, William, you can laugh all you want. Go ahead. Save your jokes for in a minute. Whoa, take it easy, 
everything they say ain't you. Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. Okay, so now I don't know, man. I don't know where I, I know William's gonna say his his piece piece here in a minute, but that is a dope ass trailer, man. I don't care what anybody says. Like that is like an exciting trailer that makes me want to see this damn movie, like straight up. Like I want to see it because I'm telling you right now, I don't believe for a second that they showed us all the best shit from the movie at all. I think there's plenty left over for us to see in the film. So starting off with you, Shaw, what's your take on that Batman trailer? Well, before I wasn't behind, um, what's her name as Catwoman? Now I'm more so. And as far as Rob Pattinson is, there's a couple of scenes in there that I just don't like. He's just like he's doing the whole Bane, um, male voice and all that. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not a movie that I'm like planning to see, but a movie I'll probably see. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right, Andrew, you seem like you were getting into that trailer, man. Um. Yeah, it, it looks pretty enjoyable. Uh, I notice how there's it looks very brutalist, very gritty. Mm-hmm. We have uh the brutality of him, like not just in this trailer, but. In the other trailer where we saw where he grabs like one of the thugs and just mercilessly, mercilessly just like beats the crap out of him. And here with like the Batmobile design looks very kind of has like that noir kind of very sharp edges, very kind of like not this isn't like a campy. This is not going to be a campy Batman for sure. And so I'm interested in checking seeing just how dark and brutal it gets because it's like the Dark Knight trilogy was brutal, but almost kind of like artsy in a way whereas here this seems like very muted colors very brown and black and just even like the buildings that claustrophobic kind of dark underbelly hold look on looks Andrew, really hold cool. on. do we have a conversation going on in the background somewhere with somebody because i can hear another conversation happening with other people that aren't on the screen my mic was muted so it wasn't me not me. i hear it too i hear it too all right. Well, anyway, bottom line, I'm sorry about that, Andrew. Go ahead, finish up. It's all right. It's all right. Um, oh, and by the way, that's uh, Zoe Kravitz. That's that's uh, Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this. It looks pretty good. Uh, I'm just kind of, I'm not sure like what exactly they're trying to aim for or going with this because like I don't know. I don't remember if it was shown in the trailer. If like, is this going to be PG-13 or R? Is it going to kind of tread the line in between? I'm wondering what it's going to be. 
That's a good question. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know for sure. I don't know that they've said uh, publicly if this was going to be an R-rated film or a PG film. But based on the trailers, I would have to believe it's going to be R-rated. I, I would have to believe because uh, when he uh, – in that trailer we just watched, when he double taps that thug or whatever on the ground in front of mm. Jim Gordon and the rest of the cops and they all like back up and everything because of the brutality, uh, like that's kind of – right there, that kind of crosses that PG line right there. You know what I mean? Um, you know. Well, I because I know for superhero films, like going for R ratings is usually a big no no because you know you're losing out on possible revenue with like you know younger audiences. But I feel like at the same time, the name Batman is not going to deter anyone really if it's like an R rated movie because it's. Well, let me ask you guys Batman. a question. This is an open question, to everybody, because I just don't know. The Christian Bale Batman films were they rated R? Not so much. So. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, listen. If they do decide to go rated R, I think that that would be very fitting for this Batman because it's very obvious from the trailers. This is a very young. This is this is Batman Year Two, starting off Year Two as Batman. So um, you can see he's very emotional, like you know he's losing control and stuff like that in the trailer. And I feel like at that point, um, it would be. I think it would be actually be fitting if they gave it a, a, a rated R label. And I would uh, I would love it if they actually had some. Uh, nude scenes with uh, Zoe Kravitz. I think that would be great. I think it would definitely add something interesting to the film. You know, uh, the human, the female body is uh, very uh, nice to look at from time to time. So uh, he, he's starting already, y'all. He's uh, starting uh, already. <laughs> Anyways, ten Vincent, minutes into this thing, Vincent, what do you think about the Batman oh. trailer? Uh, so I actually did get a chance to talk about this. I think it was either during the Thor review or the Avengers mm -hmm. part one. You're right. Um, I think it was Thor. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. I haven't been excited for a Batman movie since the Dark Knight. The first like Dark Knight, not the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises was kind of awful. But the Dark Knight was really, really good. And I knew it was going to be good from the first trailer that they dropped. And I probably watched that trailer a hundred times. Yeah. And I probably watched this one at least 50 already. And I'll probably watch another 50 more before the movie comes out. Because multiple reasons. Number one, we're getting a detective Batman. We haven't had a detective Batman on screen yet. And I'm so excited for that aspect of it because he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. And we have yet to see him be anything other than a brutalist. But we're also getting the brutalist side of this. I mean, he literally just pounds the heck out of people. And that's pretty interesting to see because Batman's usually about finesse and he's got all of these weird, like ducking, dodging, using the cape, using the battery. And he's into machine gun fire and stuff like that, just left exactly. and right. Exactly. So this is kind of interesting to see. And then also, I love Paul Dano. Paul Dano is absolutely fabulous. And I think he's going to be an amazing Riddler, especially the way that they're doing him. Uh, very Zodiac Killer-esque. And it just looks creepy. They, they haven't shown Paul Dano's face in this. So I'm wondering if they've done some sort of like prosthetic makeup to him, kind of like they did with Col Colin Farrell's Penguin, or if they're going to like just leave him as he is, but just maybe never even show his face or something. That's something that they could possibly do in this entire movie is never show Paul Dano's face. Well, when he's in prison or in jail or whatever, and Batman visited visits him in jail, I think mm. he probably is is unmasked then. Oh, think. yeah, he'll absolutely be unmasked. That's true. But will they do like creative camera angles yes, and shadows and stuff saying. to keep and him we still from won't ever see being him. seen? 
yeah, no, I, I think you're right. They very well could do that. And if they did do that, I think it would be really cool. And um, that's one of the things I love about Batman, whether it's Robert Pattinson or Christian Bale or whoever, the fact that Batman has those kind of uh, connections with the, the police department and with Jim Gordon and everything to where he can just go in and see prisoners at the police, even though he's like a, you know, a vigilante, you know, like uh, it's interesting. It really is. Um, there's not really that there aren't really any that many dynamics like that between a superhero and like law enforcement or the police or whatever, like uh, really that I can think of that are at the same level as Batman. But uh, what do you think, William? Have Has your, uh, has your attitude changed maybe or softened? It's just that one scene with me when he goes and says, and the way he says it, vengeance. That's the thing that kills me. Everything else looks good. It looks fantastic. But when you hear him say that, we're used, and it's been the word has been used several times during the show already. Brutalist Batman. We're used to that intimidation Batman. We're used to the, the dark, gritty voice of Batman. When he says vengeance in that one scene, I'm sorry. That doesn't scream intimidation. That doesn't scream someone you should be afraid of. I feel like I can take him. Right now, if you're just going off that that one part of him, and I know it's year two, I get it, I understand it, but at the same point, it's supposed to be Batman. And to me, and it, and it could change it as it, you know, as it gets later on, but to me, that's not the Batman I know. That's not the Batman I was raised. And I can tell you right now, I'm older than most of you. Um, that's not the Batman I know. That's not the Batman I was raised on. And hopefully they can change it. Hopefully he gets better with it. I mean, he sounds like Barney for crying out loud when he says, well, yeah. Let me ask you, man. Come on, man. Do you, feel, do you feel like this is kind of where the new Batman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. And maybe, and maybe I've been spoiled. Because I got you, Andrew. I got you, motherfucker. And I guess I've been spoiled because you look at so many great Batman in the past. You know, you look at Mark Hamill in a cartoon. Um, you look at the movies and things like that. You expect Batman to hold down that tradition. Um, Brave and the Bold Batman was a disappointment to me. That could have been a lot darker than what it was, but it was very kiddie what it wasn't supposed to be. Um, and now this so far. I love the... I loved everything, every part of that trailer until he spoke. When he spoke, that was it for me. But the rest of it, the action was good. The suit looked good. Everything else looked good. It was just it was just him and his take on the character doing that one scene. And I know I'm probably nitpicking, but that's just something that's hard for me to get over because I'm used to Batman being one way. I think William is going to end up having to come back on the bleeding edge when this movie comes out and have to admit that he's, he's going to go see this shit in the theater. He's going to go see it and he's going to come back and be like, you know what? I, I fucked up with this one. Like, and I'll, Hey, Hey, if I go, I'll gladly do it. If he, if it ends up being good, I will gladly do it. No, no shame in my game. But when he just says that vengeance part, the believability factor, is that even a word? The believability factor 
It's yes. just not there for me. And that's the part that I that I'm have that I'm hung up on. Just that part. Everything else is great. The 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 the, the suit, the scenes he's kicking butt, everything else is great. It's just that one part. Well, Vincent, believability is a word, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah. I Sorry, think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I believe it is. We got, we I got believe William it is. On here. We got William on here using words. I gotta, I gotta be sure, in. man. I gotta look up my. I gotta get about the source or something. All right. Hey, so, it's a perfectly cromulent word. I get that uh, reference. In this oh man! Environment with the box office and what we've seen with the Marvel the films do box office wise so far. What do you think the uh, the fan? Uh, reaction to this Batman film is going to be when it comes out in 2022. I mean, how well do you think this film is going to do? Just real quick, because I'll go around everybody. Uh, Shaw, what do you think? How, how how well do you think this film will be received? You think it'll do well box office-wise? Um, it'll probably break even. Apart from that, maybe it'll go make more, maybe. But definitely break even. All right. William? It'll be It'll draw make money because every who's not who in our realm in the realm of geek is not a fan of batman i mean he he, yeah. he he has that fandom so the movies the movie's gonna do well at the box office just for people who are curious and want to see it um so i, I think it, i think it'll do well now will it be reviewed well would it be the type of movie that everybody says oh my gosh i gotta go watch it again that remains to be seen all right vincent so I think it's going to have, at the very least, a great opening weekend because so many people do love Batman yeah. and because of how well these trailers are being received. Like, there's a lot of people looking at these trailers going, yes, this is the Batman that I want. This is the Batman that I need. And they will pre-order their tickets and go see it opening weekend. And then there will be the people that waited just a little bit. And depending on if the movie is actually decent or not, they will either show up or they won't. And if it's a decent movie, then it'll make way more than what it put into it. If it's not a decent movie, then whatever they made opening weekend will probably be about as much as they make total. I, I think you definitely, I think we all know here on, on the show, we all know the popularity of Batman overall is, is pretty big, even though, he, you know, he's kind of been out of the spotlight here for a minute since the, you know, the Christian Bale films came out. Uh, I feel like, uh, I mean, you tell me, Andrew, but I feel like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this Batman film ends up doing better than Shang-Chi did. I mean, uh, well, first of all, not to miss out on a perfectly good pun when Vincent was saying DC, DC and DC. Um, but yeah, I, I, th I agree with Vincent. I think it's going to, I mean, it's Batman. Of course, it's going to do really well. I think review wise, I think people are probably going to hold it up to the pedestal of like the Christopher Nolan trilogy or like, like, is it as, you know, people, I think people are never going to get over Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, that's just going to always stay as, like, the, the, what do you call it? The, uh, I can't think of the word exactly, but it's like, does it pass the litmus test of, like, is it as good as, you know, is this portrayal of, like, the Riddler going to be, you know, as memorable or as iconic as that? Um, I'm just curious because I don't know when, it's in March of next year. I'm, I know Warner Brothers has that deal with HBO where I think the next few movies they have are going straight to streaming as well as theaters. Is this going to be fall under that or no? Do you know? This, I believe, I don't know for sure, but I believe that this will be straight. This will be strictly to theater 
and then eventually they'll drop it on HBO Max. Okay, because there was like like with Dune that just came out recently, where like you know Warner Brothers has that deal with HBO, where like everything's going to come out on there. But I wasn't sure how far that stretched because March isn't that far. That's like the first you know quarter of next year. First so. quarter of twenty twenty two. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm wondering if that's going to be that's probably going to impact it if it does you know hat land on HBO Max uh, around that time. So curious to see how that's going to work. But yeah, for sure it's going to break even. I'm sure it's going to turn a profit. How much of a profit? I don't know. Uh, um, but I mean, it's mostly just conjecture and trying to figure out exactly where it's going to land. Um, that's all I can yeah, say. Most but, 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 it, but it, and I think when you go back and look at that trailer, you see a lot of things that make people want to go see it. I mean, you know, you see, you, you see a different type of Batmobile there. You see him trying to build from the ground up. And I think that's going to be the interesting parts of it that make people want to go see it. Uh, particularly people in the younger, um, in the younger generations who don't know who Batman is or don't know what Batman is about as a character. So I think that's why people will go see. That's what's going to be its draw. I can learn more about Batman and what he did when he first came up. Um, not just be hit with Justice League Batman, but hey, you're going to be hit with Batman before the team-ups and things like that. One more thing to add on that is uh, we haven't had a Batman film, obviously, since The Dark Knight Rises back in 2012, mm -hmm. I want to say. And so like with the advent of like the DCEU and all that stuff, a lot of people have been like kind of blue-balled waiting for a Batman solo film. Like we've been wanting, we wanted the, what was it, the Deathstroke one we were supposed to get with Joe, Ma, uh, I forget his last name, Anginato, and uh, Ben Affleck. And like, we're not getting that. So like a lot of people are just like hungry for Batman, you know, solo content. So I was sort of kind of disappointed. Blame this movie for that though, because this movie was Batman. supposed to be, it was supposed to be the Ben Affleck movie, but then it got stolen from Batman. From I would prefer that. Yeah. I would prefer that, yeah. Oh, I would have. Oh, I would have preferred Batman Beyond. Yeah. Well, I, I know a chick that's actually pretty hungry herself. I interviewed my cat with it. <laughs> She's hungry. Wait, what? <laughs> that was but, so but, quick, I couldn't process it. <laughs> but but I just think that um, I ain't gonna. I just think it's time for Batman Beyond because uh, everything stacks up in a row for it. All you gotta do is find a good begin. A good Terry McGinnis. Everything mm -hmm. else is like right there, and 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 I would love to see Batman. Would love it, man. You bring Keaton back, old Bruce Wayne. Um, it's fantastic, and, and I would have rather seen this because if you go back and look at the animated history of DC, there's already a Batman Year One out for that. So, well, I think when it's all said and done, the movie is so far off from being released that we'll probably get a third trailer. Before then, so I mean, we'll you know oh, we yeah. can talk about that when that comes out and see right. you know what that one's all, all about. But moving on, let's talk about the Venom Two post credit scene.
<laughs> Sorry about the clip, guys. The video was not very good, obviously, but it did the trick. So, Vincent, what do you think, man? I mean, um, where does this lead? Where does this go? What is, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to get too in-depth with this, but um, what is the next step with this? So what it looks like on the surface level is that at the very least, Venom will be meeting up with MCU slash Sonyverse Peter Parker, uh, played by Tom Holland, at some point. Whether that's the very next Spider-Man movie to come out, uh, was it No Way Home? Yeah. Uh, or the one after that at some point, maybe a Venom Spider-Man team up. We don't know. Maybe Venom will be the sixth person in the Sinister Six lineup because we have five. Yep. Where's our sixth one? We don't know who it is yet. Yep. Um, I have my theories about that. I personally think it would be either the Vulture or um, who was the other one? I was thinking Mysterio Michael might come back. Michael I think they need to bring somebody back from the MCU movies that have come out about Spider-Man, either Keaton's Vulture or Mysterio, because you have... Green Goblin confirmed. You have mm -hmm. uh, Doc Ock confirmed. Those two are from the Sam Raimi Spider-Verse. You have Electro confirmed, and you have Sandman. Uh, Sandman's also from Sam Raimi Spider-Verse, and then Electro's from the Mark Webb Spider-Verse, and then the mm -hmm. Lizard from the Mark Webb Spider-Verse as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mark so who's our sixth one? Yep. I'm thinking the sixth one needs to be somebody from the MCU, and so either Mysterio or Vulture. Or maybe even like Shocker. Let me ask you mm -hmm. this. That's what I was thinking, Shocker. Who, who, who would be opposed to a rhino? I would be opposed to rhino. Yeah. I, I don't think they've done <laughs> him right yet, and I don't know that they ever will, because the rhino is such a weird character. He is was weird. Paul, was that Paul Giamatti? Who was it? Yeah, it was right? Paul Giamatti, yeah. yeah. He I, was would not rely, uh, I would not be able to rely <laughs> on Sony to be able to pull off rhino. Yeah. yeah. But I, ultimately, I think they have kept who the sixth person of the Sinister Six is for a reason. It's probably going to end up being Venom. And Venom is maybe going to have a change of heart towards the end. And then all of a sudden, we're going to have four uh, spider people. So three Spider-Men and then Venom versus mm -hmm. Sinister Five, I guess. So who knows? Okay. Shaw, what do you think? I think the whole idea of the Sinister Six, that's a red herring. They're not going to be the big villains. They're going to pop up individually, sure. But the big villain is going to be Venom. That end credit scene directly ties into to, um, to what's going to happen in um, No Way Home. Venom is going to be in Endgame. And I'm at, um, No Way Home. Mark my words. He's going to be in it. Yeah, you're thinking like what? Like a cameo or something like that? No, no, no. He's going to be the big villain. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I remember you said that, Shaw. I'm going to hold you to that. Andrew, what do you think, man? Um, well, I'm thinking about how recently there was a, that quote from Tom Holland about how he said they're treating uh, No Way Home as like the Spider-Man version of like Endgame. Where like that's they're, they're thinking of it as a trilogy. So I'm uh, not 100 sure if like they can make plans that far for another Spider-Man four or something. So I'm a little. Mm, not so sure about that. I'm not sold on that. Venom appearing in No Way, No Way Home, I think is very likely. Obviously, honestly, because we just saw like you know J. Jonah Jameson and all that. Yep. Uh, I don't think they would just throw that in there haphazardly without like any concrete plans. Like just like just in case. Like I don't think so. So I think we're definitely going to see Venom. 
him being a main the main villain like the main baddie i mean that's i don't know if that would work out because like we've seen the trailer for no way home and it's like that seems like that would be a huge element missing from the trailer for us to go into the movie with someone who we've never seen in that universe or from any of the trailers to be like oh like like here's the main villain like just suddenly so i mean of course there's a lot of stuff we haven't seen from the movie yet because you know trailer's only like what three four minutes but I, I i don't know if i buy into that I think the notion of having like a Sinister Six, like just like the rush to get to that, uh, I don't know if that's really wise. I'm really hoping because it's going to be a very busy film, right? I mean, you guys, we have Doctor Strange in the movie too. So it's like, what what exactly is like the main uh, antagonistic force or whatever? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's Venom, but I'm not sure what it could be either. So. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if anything, because of you know how Spider-Man Two, the Sam Raimi one ends with Doc Ock, like you know being good at the end. Like I'm, I feel like Doc Ock, Doc Ock might also be a red herring towards the in that movie. Like he might not be as evil because like remember his motivations in Spider-Man Two. Like how would those motivations play into No Way Home? So just I think that they're not thoughts. specifically the ones from those movies. That they're like alternate versions of those movies. They are. Of. They are. I don't think they'll. Okay. I don't think they'll. I don't think there'll be enough time in the film to even really allow Doc Ock as a character to have an arc where he could even like you know pull a Loki and become like an anti-hero or something like that. I feel okay. like if anything, they've already got so much going on with this Spider-Man film, Spider-Man Three, that it's going to be hard to even flush out secondary character arcs to begin with with any of them really. You know. Um, what do you I think? think I read something through a screen rant sorry to cut you off but i think no, i read something through screen rant that said that doc ock at least is being brought in directly after the moment that he starts sinking in the water from spider-man 2. oh mm. okay. i believe i heard that too um i'm hearing the the i heard it leaked the other day the the uh, the leak uh time for this movie is two hours and 39 minutes that's not enough time to bring everybody you want to see in this movie. Uh, I think you will see Venom, but I think it'd be more of a cameo than anything else. And then right. they'll wait to do that big crossover. They might wait to phase for phase five to see that big crossover. Um, really team up or do whatever. But I think this you this would be uh, a cameo, kind of like you saw. Um, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine and Daredevil. That's why I'm thinking you're gonna see Venom um, in this movie. This a, a, a crossover, a, a, a quick cameo. Hey, hey, or I hate you, I hate you, or whatever. And then they go about the rest of the movie because two hours and 39 minutes in cinematic time isn't a whole heck of a lot of time because you already got a busy movie with Doctor Strange and everything else going down. So mm -hmm. I think he will make a cameo, but I, I don't think he will be this movie's big bad. But I think you'll see Venom really be heavily used in Phase 5 because you can do so much with him. You can make him an anti-hero. You can make him a hero. Um, he can team with the Avengers. There's so much you can do with Venom. Um, I'm just excited to see it. And um, I, I think they'll. I think he'll be done the right way. And like I say, so many options you can do with him, man. So much you can do. But he'll be a cameo. And then Fade 5, I think that's when you start seeing him being used more with Tom Holland. Well, it's definitely interesting. I mean, you know, there's a lot of different directions that they could go in. And um, I guess we'll just end up seeing what happens. But 
uh, to continue to move on and chug on down the road and grind out some more different uh, MCU topics and stuff and whatnot. On the real show. quick, real quick, I want to say too. I want to say too. Yeah, Car- carnage. Is he gonna come back? More carnage, more carnage, more carnage. I love carnage I think for they, some reason. I think I they, really, they really killed him off so quickly and easily. They quit, yeah, yeah. You didn't really see a lot of development from him, but he's a, but to me, ever since you know, I started reading him in the comics, and ever since I started you know, reading him in the comics, I really like the character. So I, I hope they bring him back and we can get more development because in the comics and in the world of geek, period, you know, you can always be brought back, yeah, always. So wasn't crazy enough for me though. Like you should have been crazier. Yeah. 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 I agree, Shaw. I feel like they didn't do enough to. Uh, yeah. I felt like they didn't do enough with flashbacks and stuff to kind of, uh, really show the audience how insane, you know, Cletus Cassidy is supposed to be. He like, should have been. He should have been that insane dude from the uh, the old Spider-Man cartoon show back in the day. Yeah. He should have been along that type of insane. Yeah. <laughs> I love Cardi's deal. Bring him back. Bring him back. I think men are better than women. She's kidding. No, I'm not. That's right. Men are better than women. Two things, two things that women are better than at men. Lying and cheating. <laughs> I didn't mean to double tap that. It was an accident. It was a... It was a uh, but lying uh, and cheating. There you go. Well... They anyway. got us beat. They got us beat. Well, <laughs> that woman seems very intelligent to me. Oh, I'm not saying she's not. That's why they better because that's what that's why they they better. Well, we don't look at all our angles, they do. They look at everything, and plus they put people on the payroll. So that's why I say they're better than it than us. Lying and cheating, two things that always be the same. Oh man. Always William. William I don't know how you're uh, William. Are you a single guy? Yes, I am. <laughs> So I can talk. So I can talk that talk. I can talk that talk. I can't even imagine what your Tinder profile is like. I don't have one, but it'd be but that'd be interesting. It would be. It definitely would be. All right. Next. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie to you. But how do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. The entire world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Hey, some people still know. That's not how the spell works. <sighs> what just happened? We tap into the stability of space-time. Multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Problem is you trying to live two different lives. I require your help. Yours and the group of these three other spiders. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. 
Let's talk. I want to help you. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. This was a mistake. This is a good one. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Stop, come on. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs> Can we just like stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is in fact Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows, you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie to you. But how do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. But this isn't about me. This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. So, Peter. What do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Steven. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine, I won't. entire world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's gonna forget about everything we've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. Oh my god, Ned, he's my best friend. Oh, my Aunt May should really go. Stop talking! What just happened? tampered with the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. The problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. Okay, sorry guys. I didn't mean to uh, cover a bunch of old stuff that you guys have already probably seen a billion times. But um, I totally thought that they had maybe released a, a newer teaser. Uh, and that's why I, I uploaded that. And I figured I'd go ahead and drop it. I didn't think it would be the same exact thing as the, the teaser that already came out. But either way, um, sticking with Spider-Man before we jump into Morbius, um, going over to you, William, back to you, William. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole you know situation with Spider-Man 3 
as far as the fact that, I mean, you saw Eternals today. Uh, we're not going to do any spoilers here, but you've already said flat out that it wasn't exactly your favorite film. So, I mean, you know, uh, do you think that Spider-Man 3 is going to be a bounce back film? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I, I mean, just with the, the character, the strength of characters that's going to be in this movie. Um, you got all three Spider-Man in this thing. Um, you you got Doc Ock coming back. You got Electro in this. Um, it's going to be a huge bounce back. Uh, that's why I think he made it posted Eternals a little bit earlier, so um, Spider-Man can have his, the his time to shine. And uh, I think it's going to be very very good. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a bounce back. It's going to make a ton of money, um, and it also. I know it's done differently. Uh, I know this is a different, um, a, a different way to see it, but it also gives you just a little snippet of what um, what happened in the comics with Civil War. It's a little bit different, but you see, once you find out who Spidey was, then you got to sort of kind of see the same thing you did in, in, in Civil War in the comics. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it, man. It's and it's gonna make it's gonna make a ton of money. It's gonna be a huge bounce back. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that it's gonna. I think that that it's really gonna be the first uh, film that's gonna really make a dent in that box office and kind of get back to what we're used to. We'll see if how if they actually, you know, it, we'll see if it if it gets over the the billion dollar mark. But uh, Vincent, what are your thoughts on the on where things are at right now with Spider Man Three? Well, first, um, I want to talk about what we just saw there. I want to say, I think that first trailer you showed was a fan-made one. They had a bunch of stuff thrown yeah. in from yes, other movies and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's fan-made. Um, so nobody watching this hopefully is going, oh, they confirmed Venom is in this or whatever. So no, it's definitely not that. Um, second, I, I do think that this movie is going to be huge. I think it's going to be the end game version of Spider-Man stuff going on i think we will for sure have toby mcguire andrew garfield um and tom holland teaming up i think they're going to be fighting the sinister six and i think that right there is already big enough but we're going to have dr strange in it too which adds quite a bit to it and then i believe they also are going to have charlie cox's daredevil in one way or another i yeah. don't know for sure He's i can't confirmed. He's promise confirmed. that but I think that all of that is going to be happening in this movie. Maybe one or two other cameos. But as far as I'm concerned, that right there is already pretty dang big. And that right there is going to make a lot of money. Definitely. Sean, what did you have to say? It's confirmed. Um, yeah. yeah. Cox is confirmed. Yeah, that Charlie mm -hmm. Cox is going to be in the film. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think you... I think you'll see him more as Matt Murdock and Daredevil myself. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the plan. There's, I mean, there's been photos of him on the set and everything and whatnot during production and everything. Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Andrew, what do you think, man? Um, it's interesting. I'm thinking back to how, like, well, the way the MCU even started, right? With uh, those infamous <laughs> words, "I am Iron Man," right? And listening here to Doctor Strange tell Peter, like, hey, like you're trying to live two different lives. And I'm trying to think, like, like that's a good point. Because, like, when you think of, like, the Avengers characters, like, they are er the everyday, like, their everyday identities is a character, right? Captain America is synonymous with Steve Rogers. He's not pretending to not be Cap, right? 
Iron Man, of course, is Tony Stark. They, you know, the one, you know, I and the suit are one together, right? Yep. And like, yep. I'm thinking of all the past, like, like we haven't really had like a secret identity be like, uh, like, uh, well, like a big thing where like where the characters are trying to like keep that. It's not in a long, long time. So, I'm I'm curious. And then like how uh, William mentioned, like how it kind of touches a little bit on the Civil War storyline, right? Where like he comes out, where Peter comes out in support of uh, Iron Man and says like, you know, like this is who I am and stuff, right? And then he immediately deals with the repercussions for that right after with Aunt May and such. So, I'm kind of interested how if how we can come back to this after more than a decade of avoiding these, like, you know, it's got to keep my secret identity kind of stories, like how, to, how it's going to resolve uh, that whole situation. And also I think it's kind of a little, I hope there's more to it that, you know, the whole multiverse stuff that happens with that. I hope there's more to it than just like, Oh, Pete, it, this happened because Peter was talking. They're speaking while Dr. Strange was doing the, the spell. I hope there's more to it than just that. That's what, like, like that's the issue that caused everything. Cause he's just talking about like Ned and like, and you know, his, uh, an MJ. And I'm like, like, is that really how this goes wrong? And then I'll, have we thought enough about how Dr. Strange is so willing to kind of just be like mischievous with like, like with the wink and everything like that doesn't, I don't know. It seems kind of out of character. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about that trailer that we've seen. Um, I'm also curious, like if we're introducing all these characters, like what is Dr. Strange going to be doing at the same time? Like, is he going to be with Peter or is he going to be off somewhere else, you know, mm. trying to searching for a way to fix everything? Like I have so many thoughts. I don't even like know where to, how to organize them. So um, yeah, that's where we're at you, right now. But you know, the movie's going to be good when trailers get delayed, they, they get leaked out. They're going to be at this, 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 but then they end up getting delayed. Heck man, by the time the third trailer comes out, it's time for the movie. Yeah. Apparently, Disney wanted to put the trailer out, but Feige didn't. He didn't want to put any trailers out. Mm. Yeah, I heard that mm. too. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. And just, just plowing right on forward, why don't we go ahead and jump into the next trailer? All right, let's do it. You need a doctor? I am a doctor. I should have died years ago. People all over the world have my disease. From here. To find a cure, we have to push the boundaries, take the risks. If you're gonna run, do it now. Morbius, you've been missing for two months. When you're a stranger, then you were found on a container ship that washed up off a Long Island. Faces look ugly when you're alone. What did you do to yourself, Doctor? I wish I knew. I went from dying to being more alive than ever. It worked. Not exactly. I have increased strength and speed and some form of bat radar. What else can I do? There are limits. There has to be. There's something inside of me. 
the hunt and consume blood. And you control it. I don't know. Half the city wants to kill you. We haven't had anything this good since that thing in San Francisco. The other half wants to control you. Hey, uh, Dr. Mike, you and I should stay in touch. I'd do anything to save a life. But I don't know what I'm capable of. You save lives, you don't take them. Are you here to heal the world? Or to destroy it? Kidding, it's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I don't know what to make of this Morbius film right now. I really don't, based off the trailers. I'm really kind of uh in the middle. I don't want to be overly optimistic about it being too good and at the same time i'm not too overly pessimistic that it's going to be really bad or anything um i'm kind of 50 50 uh but um andrew what do you think uh what do you think about the new morbius trailer um is it new to you have you had you seen it before and what are your thoughts on what we might get out of this film well like seeing the trailer i i, I did see it i saw it like earlier in the week but um Everything seems like passable up until he's like flying down the subway, and then that's just like this. It looks so cringy, absurd. Like, well, how is he like? No matter what you know, what the bats did to him, or whatever's in the serum, or whatever he did, like super strength, okay, like bat sonar, okay, but like flying like that, like just. Like he's like has like a wingsuit kind of thing without the wingsuit. It's like how do you defy the laws of physics that way? Where you're just you're mad. I don't know. It just looks real. It looks really really bad. I can't believe they put that in the trailer. I would have like, I would have advised strongly against it. I would have. But he did it. But he did it in the comments and in the cartoon. So it's part of canon. Mm -hmm. It's part of canon. So I okay. So yeah, I I get what you're saying though. I get what you're saying because it does it doesn't look like you should be able to do it the way they have it done. I, I get what you're saying. Right. I mean, my only touchstone for Morbius is I grew up in the 90s with the Spider-Man the Animated Series. I remember Morbius mm -hmm. being in that show. I, I think of all the Batman... I mean, I'm sorry. Whoa, way, I'm way off. I'm thinking bats. Bats are in my head. <laughs> with all the Spider-Man, uh, like uh, the Rogues Gallery of Spider-Man using Morbius for a solo film seems odd, yet at the same time, I understand Morbius isn't strictly a villain. He's he has like a morally gray area, right? Like He doesn't want to be bad, so... I guess there's a way there is like an angle to kind of sympathize with him in a right in a way he does this for like his health. I remember that from the cartoon also, like you know, mm -hmm. with Felicia Hardy, like he's not yep. he's not strictly yep. a yep. bad guy. So I, I don't know. I don't know why I don't know why this movie has to exist, though. I honestly don't know why it has to exist. And I get where you're coming from with that too, because if you go back, a lot of people don't know who Mobius is. <laughs> if you go back and look at it, if you didn't keep up with that old Spider-Man cartoon when he teamed up with Blade, um, 
a lot of people might not know who he is. So, you know, uh, I don't I know from the cartoon. Yeah. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Um, unless you were a fan in the comics, so you saw that or you saw that storyline in, in, in Spider-Man back in the 90s, you, you might not know who who Morbius is. So, you know, maybe they better do a, a really good some... job explaining in the movie why he can fly. I hope they do right. a good job explaining that. Right. <laughs> because I get what you're saying. It, it doesn't look like it should physically be possible for him to do it. Even though it's part of his canon, it doesn't look physically like he should be able to do it the way it's done. So I, I got you there. He and doesn't, I get like a super, he doesn't necessarily fly though, Andrew. He like glide. More of a glide. It's more of a okay. it's more of a high speed glide, kind of like when Storm does it. Because I mean, it looks like a like something like a wingsuit kind of motion, like the way his arms are back, kind of like okay. So that makes a little more sense. Like, no, he can't uh, fly. He can't, he can't fly like the Human Torch or something like that. He glides. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Like he can he falls jump. with style. Okay. Yeah, he can jump off a building and kind of like glide and descend. The wind like catch him. Time. Remember, remember old school Spider Man when he had the webbing on his underarm, yes. <laughs> the arm webbing on his suit. He let the wind catch him, and, and he could have like glided on the wind. So yeah, there, there was a Daredevil villain called I think the Owl, and I remember like he had like this weird like he oh yeah he could I fly too. because he could catch like the right air currents and like it's like an obese guy and it's like what like okay kind of okay, like kind kind of like the kite and Harley Quinn. I remember the owl. I do. I, I remember him. That's funny that you mentioned it, Andrew. I remember the owl. He was a, yeah. a creepy looking dude. But uh, Vincent, what are your thoughts? So I have a controversial opinion here. Uh-oh, I, detest, I absolutely uh-oh. detest Jared Leto. I hate Why? Him because really? he is a prick. Everything that guy does is just awful. Especially you know what? what he did in his stuff as the Joker. Like, have you ever read any of the things that he's done? Like, leaving dead animals in people's trailers and shit? So I didn't yeah. hear that part. I, didn't being that I hate that guy. He's saying so, condoms. Yeah. Yeah. Did he do um, that to be? Did he do that as a as himself, or did he do it as in character? He did it trying person. to claim that he was in character. He was I being don't nothing. care. I'm an actor. I do a lot of acting. I've been acting for 20 years now. I don't do that shit, and I don't know anybody that does. And if you do do that kind of shit, and I'm around, I will probably just punch you in the face because that's hey, not acceptable. And like, I'm gonna get you. To, I'm gonna get you to help me out because when DC, when they finally, when DC Comics finally smarten up and make me Black Manta in Aquaman, I'm gonna get you to help me out with the role, bro. So hell yeah, definitely. Man, I'd love to see you. Definitely. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I don't like Jared Leto. However, I do like the character of Morbius. Like you were talking about earlier, um, you saw him in uh, the, the Spider-Man animated series in the 90s, right? I liked that mm-hmm. character during that time. Um, so I want to like this movie. Plus, they're doing a lot with, like, they're trying to cross over the MCU. They're trying to cross over uh, Venom. You know, they're, they're at least making all of these references. And so I'm curious as to where they're going to go with this movie. But I also really want to know why the hell they chose Morbius and more importantly, why the hell they had to have Jared Leto in the MCU. I just thought Sony I Bruce. just I just thought you would have saw Morbius in Blade or after Blade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They should have introduced in Blade him. or after Blade. There is a rumor that Blade's gonna be in the movie though. Jared okay. Leto was the impetus of Morbius happening. He actually pushed for it behind the scenes and everything and actually like brought the juice, you know, like and said, I want to be Morbius. I want to be 
you know, in this Sony verse or whatever. So he was actually a facilitator in this occurring. Uh, just to be clear, uh, just, go ahead. I was gonna say just real quick. Uh, one of the big, obviously, one of the major things that stands out in the trailer is we see Michael Keaton in the in the trailer, Facts. and um, I was I'm wondering that like, do we know for sure this is the Vulture, Michael Keaton? And if so, yeah. is this just this universe's version of the Vulture, maybe with as my, with Michael Keaton as the because like with the Venom thing, like they mentioned like the thing in San Francisco, so we know it's like tangentially related to Venom. But like in Venom, like they had to have like the entire like the room like wig out, and like now we're in the you know the Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. So I'm wondering if this is like a bridge in between the two or is, are, is the Michael Keaton we're seeing maybe just the vulture of this universe? Morbius is in the MCU. He's going to be in the MCU. They need Morbius in the MCU with Blade, with the Midnight Suns, with Ghost Rider and everything and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It only makes sense that mm -hmm. they would be in the MCU. Right, Shaw? Yeah, true, true. Man, okay. you don't bring, you don't bring Ghost Rider to the MCU. A lot of people are going to be upset. Yeah. Hmm. So, Shaw, I'm just bringing you in. What are your thoughts on the Morbius trailer? Anything new for you? Anything that stood out for you? Well, it looks interesting. I mean, the last shot of his face was really good. Like, you know, definitely what I remember from the cartoon and all that. Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of different nods to all three Spider-Mans. So, I don't know. Whatever. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe. Oh, we'll see. I'm interested. I'm interested. You got the Daily Bugle like logo from the Sam Raimi verse. You have the Oscorp logo yep. from the yep. Mark Webb verse, and then of course mm -hmm. uh, he talks about Venom, and then you have the Vulture from the MCU Spider Mans. So yeah, there's definitely nods to everything Spider Man that's come out so far. And then one of the funny things is uh, when he's walking down the alley, you see the graffiti in the background of Spider Man. That specific still from Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, if I remember correctly, is actually from one of the video games, Spider-Man. PS4 Spider-Man. There you go. Out, like 2017 or something like that. Yeah, 2018. That, yeah, that, that, that was a good game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was kind of funny. But he's wearing... And just like, yeah. <laughs> but he's wearing the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man outfit. But it is the oh. still from the game. You're right, so... Well, fellas... Jumping on to the MCU news section of this show, I just want to go ahead and segue into we're not going to try to we're going to try to avoid any intense spoilers with the Eternals, even though William saw it today. Um, Sean, I didn't you see it, you see it too, Andrew? I did, I saw it last night. Okay. Oh, okay, and Andrew seen okay. it too. All right, so we're going to try to avoid any crazy spoilers. We are going to talk a little bit about one of the end credit scenes, so. If you flat out don't want to hear about the Black Knight and Kit Harrington getting the ebony blade and everything and whatnot, then you shouldn't <laughs> probably stick with us for the rest of the show. Well, Catch there it is, up. folks. There's the entire spoiler for you. Yeah, there, there you go. There you so, go. I think this is really interesting from the New York Post, which is actually the first newspaper that I actually got into when I was a kid in New York growing up. I used to read my dad's posts, and that's what got me into newspapers, but... So, for the New York Post, and I don't know what you guys are going to think about this, but please kill the Marvel Cinematic Universe before it's too late. That is the, <laughs> the article from the New York Post. It's too late. And, <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah, way too late. <laughs> I mean, I guess basically this is a reaction to the Eternals, essentially, because they say in the 20, 
in the 2002 film Spider-Man, Peter Parker's Uncle Ben told his nephew, with great power comes great responsibility. What he did not dramatically say was, with great power comes more than 30 films. But that yeah. unfortunately is Maniac Marvel Studios <laughs> head Kevin Feige's misguided interpretation of the comic book wisdom. Eternals Out Friday is somehow the 26th movie in the so-called Marvel Cinematic Universe, a Texas-sized web of interconnected superhero features that's been devouring cinemas since 28's Iron Man. So the article continues on going forward and basically gets into Feige and friends are printing money. Endgame raked in nearly $2.8 worldwide for the evil little mouse, Disney. And crazed fans are still slobbering over capes and spandex. If not with the same intensity as they did with Black Panther and Avengers Endgame, briefly the highest grossing film of all time before Avatar buoyed by its release, blew past it. So, bottom line, those two films, however, also mark the franchise's peak of quality. Black Panther, lest we forget, was nominated for Best Picture in 2019. If I were Feige, well, I'd buy a Greek island. But I also wouldn't send my award show Lux out to the dry cleaners next year. Okay, so basically, guys, the New York Post is slamming Marvel Cinematic Universe, Kevin Feige, the MCU, hardcore. Same axe to grind that we've heard from multiple people in the film industry about the MCU, about the movies. Um, what do you think about this? What do you think of this backlash? towards Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. Have we gotten to a point where it's gotten too far with no. the MCU? Like, I mean, no, I know, I know, but I just, I want to know, I want to be fair. So I'm going to ask everybody. William, what do you think? To a certain degree, because of the success that they've obtained over the years. Um, don't get me wrong, they've been bad movies, but for the most part, everything's been a hit. You can't say that about every mainstream movie out there. Um, the successes of the MCU far outweigh whatever else is out there. And plus, the superhero genre in general will never be respected as mainstream cinema would be. So to a certain degree, yeah, I think they're really, they're, I think they're really hating on, on, on the MCU. I really think they do, and, and it's unwarranted. Well, they continue on, and this is what they have to say about the Eternals. Besides being the flick that surpassed the James Bond series event, uh, series scant 25 chapters, Eternals holds a less illustrious record. It's the worst reviewed Marvel entry so far. Nomadland Oscar winner Chloe Zhao's uh, movie holds a mere 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. And my review for the post, I gave it one star. The sleepy dud jumps between so-so and so embarrassing. Introduces some 10 bland characters we don't enjoy or care about. Like our distant cousins in Wyoming, we have to see them again and again before they're in the damn family. Um, so, see, and that's my uh, issue. And that's my issue. And this is and, and Andrew. I know you saw the movie. I know you saw the film series on Hulu or ABC, and it, and it makes me upset because while the Eternals might not be the most popular heroes, they still hold a good story. And for them to be done or misdone twice now, this, this really, really pisses me off um, because I think the story is good. 
and you could have done a lot better than what they did. A lot better. Yeah, Andrew, I'll go right to you since William already pulled you in anyway. What I mean, you already saw the movie. We know that. But try to pretend like you haven't. And just let us know what you think about the New York Post basically trying to blast Marvel Studios. I mean, Mar- Marvel right now with the last decade is pretty much the like king of, of you know, summer blockbuster and everything. Um, I kind of, William, uh, William mentioned how uh, Marvel is contentious with like mainstream media, but I mean, I'm mainstream media, I mean, mainstream uh, movies, right? But I think, I think now Marvel is like kind of like the mainstream, you know, movie cinematic experience now. Well, I'm just saying in terms of against mainstream, why these articles keep coming out. Um, oh, okay. Because of the, the because the way the superhero genres look down upon, I just for right. geeks, and that's not necessarily the case. And right. I, and like I said, and my other point was, I just hate the way the Eternals have been. They've been mishandled and misdone twice, twice. So, so you can't you can't say that every day. The yeah, series was the that was on time? the the series that was on ABC. Okay, I oh, yeah. mean. Yeah, that's my, that's my fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah, my fault. But from what I've heard, like even like the source material, like Eternals has never been like a very popular like comic series. Never from it yeah. Never was. So but, the this is, but this is your chance to make it so, and they didn't do it. Right. Uh, okay. Back to back on topic to the Washington Post thing. Um, there, there is some. There's some. I think there's some truth there, but at the same time. Like, yeah, it's kind of almost like canon father, like where we just get like, you know, new person injected, new person injected, new person injected into the into the MCU. But I don't think it's, an, I mean, if people are going to still go out and like pay for it and it's like audiences know what they do or don't like or what's quality or not quality, you know, looking at the D- DC stuff, like we, we know, but people, like the audience, the public, you know, the, the, what they think right. about fandom. So I think if, as long as Marvel makes films that are going to continue to be i wouldn't it's mostly synonymous with like high quality but at the same time like you know it's not art house movie stuff that's not what we're getting we're getting feel good like stories that we with characters that we love for the most part and i think as long as audiences continue to turn out for that like that's gonna you know money talks so i i can understand there there's this idea also that like critics have completely different ideas of what the public wants and then the public has different ideas of what critics want like talking about the rotten tomatoes thing like i think today the audience score is like an 86 percent or something which Mm -hmm. in my opinion way too high (laughs) but not you know Mm -hmm. i think the 50 percent that i don't think we've seen such a high like contrast between what the critics and what the audience has thought in like a lot in a while so uh the washington post being established i'm sorry new york post right being old school established media uh, through the lens of through their lens, um, of course, I think they're going to take issue with what uh, what's popular and stuff. Because also, I don't know how New York Post works. I don't know if it's like SEO, search engine optimization stuff, but like go having bad takes or having like harsh, you know, uh, takes on anything gets the attention, right? Gets the clicks and stuff. So uh, that could be it. I think also. I got they you. Could, they could have made the Inhumans great again. And they didn't. Well, Megan right well, the first time, rather, and they didn't. Shaw, mm-hmm. um, what do you think? I mean, this is the first time I've heard any publication actually drop something as 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 deep as uh, Marvel's best finest moments 
with film are over. That's what they basically said in the article, that Endgame was the pinnacle of quality MCU films, essentially. The, what do you think of that? The fact that they're taking it to that level. I mean, obviously, this is one of those things where people that don't know what they're talking about. I mean, Marvel is created for the fans. You know, it's accessible for the average moviegoer, but it's created for the fans. And critics don't understand that. You know, it's something that they look at. And they, like what, um, what, um, What's that dude's name? Um, I like what this um, what that one dude said, talking about him saying, "Oh, I used to be in the comics too. I used to read the Hardy Boys." Like, ain't no comic. Exactly. That's a huge disconnect. <laughs> that's huge disconnect. Exactly. The Hardy I mean, Boys. Exactly. <laughs> what, they got to do with, what they got to do with Marvel? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean. Well, let me ask you, Shaw. I mean. I know that we, I know where we're at with the MCU timeline. Um, we've got a ways to go before we get another Avengers film, before we get X-Men. Uh, we're going to get Fantastic Four, hopefully, in the next couple of years. What do you think? I mean, did we reach our pinnacle of the quality of, of what Marvel Studios was capable of from a quality standpoint with a film? Do you feel like Endgame is going to be something that we're not going to be able to beat or, or overcome? Or do you think that, that Marvel still has the ability to give us films that can that can, that can can even move past Endgame? Well, we know what the plans are already. Like the plans are definitely going to be go beyond Endgame because they're introducing the multiverse and doing a lot of stuff with that. So we know that they have plans, you know. And as far as, like, writing and stuff is concerned, just looking at the Netflix shows, I mean, WandaVision... Loki on Falcon with the Soldier, like potential really well, exactly, really well written, really with the character and everything like that. Potential, the potential to see sword. I mean, exactly. I mean, like, and, and I mean, Phase Five. I mean, Four. There's a lot of movies and tell and shows that are like on on the roster. I mean, and like a whole bunch of them we don't even have um titles for. So I mean, yeah, Hawkeye. That's a what, we, what, what we know of is more than both phase one and phase two. Except for Hawkeye, you can let Hawkeye alone, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> bring Vincent, up Ronan. Vincent, we'll bring you in here on this. What do you think, man? How do you feel? What do you think about this article? Well, here's my impression of Kevin Feige in this article for the first time. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. The New York Post thinks that we need to end all of our Marvel movies. Oh, no. Anyway, here's another Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> get him, get him. Though you're right, you're right. Though get him. <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to do a Jeremy Clarkson impression there for anybody that watches. You're right, Top though. <laughs> you're right, uh, though. Get him. I mean, man. as far as I'm concerned, this is America, and Marvel is an American company. And it's a capitalist society. And so as long as they're making money, they're going to produce mm -hmm. these, these videos. It doesn't matter what any one critic or 50 critics or a post or whatever says about them. As long as the people are going to buy the tickets, they're going to make the movie. Heck yeah. Yep, that's right. All I got to say to the New York Post is... Don't fucking say hello to me, bitch. Right there. <laughs> right there. Don't say hello to me. Don't say nothing. Don't even um, talk to me, New York Post. Don't talk to me, man. How do you want to hear it? 
I mean, they got so much coming down the turnpike to look forward to. We got Thor. We got the all-female led Avengers team to come through. The young Avengers possibly come in. There's a lot, man. I feel like that. You know what, William? I feel like the timing of it really stands out to me because it's like they see this one week moment with the Eternals where they're like, "Oh shit, we can talk bad about Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige and everything here for a minute," you know. Before Spider-Man 3 comes out and kicks ass, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it is like another endgame type film or whatever. And then you got Thor 4 coming out. Yep. Christian Bale as freaking Gore the God Butcher, which is going to be literally probably one of the best films we've ever had in the MCU ever. He's like, perfect for that role, too. People don't even know. He's like, perfect for that role. Christian Bale as God as Gore the God Butcher is going to be. Deep. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. He's perfect for that role. That's right. And we're gonna get Loki again in yep. Thor four. They're gonna bring yep. Loki in again. You know, yep. I mean, we got some good stuff coming up. I think Ant Man Quantumania is gonna be a great film. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! Can I do one more impression for you guys? Do it! Do it! All right. So this is Chris Hemsworth talking to Christian Bale in Thor: oh, Love and Lord. Thunder. Oh Lord. I've got my axe, Stormbreaker. Oh, good for you! Uh. <laughs> my coochie meow meow is not pink because I'm brown. Roast beef. My coochie meow meow is not shaven because I am single. Lonely. Yeah. Uh. My coochie meow meow is. I just uh, that that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Roast beef. I just, I, I, this is so much coming down. Then again, I, I, I kid around with it. I don't know how you guys feel. I think you actually like the fact it's coming. The only one that doesn't make me feel good is Hawkeye. Everything else I'm good with. Um, even I Moonlight. Like I want to get that chick's number from the video that <laughs> cleaned up her to find for a while or whatever. Like, I feel like I want to get, you know, see what's up with her. But I, the only one, I, even with the, the questions Moonlight has surrounding about it. Um, I'm just not thrilled to see Hawkeye. I mean, you're not. Uh, I know I'm not. I love Hawkeye. I'm not. Now, if it's Ronin, oh, I'm down. I'm down if it's Ronin. Um, well, just, technically, but it's the same person I know. But the way no, the I mean, character, technically, Ronin's in the move in the show. Technically, yeah, 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 yeah. I know he's in there. You see him later. Well, her, but. But I'm just saying, if it was just straight Ronin, no Hawkeye, I'm happy. No Hawkeye in there, man. Come on, man. Hawkeye. Okay. Really? Next article. This is going to be interesting. I want to get you guys' opinions on this. From the direct.com, Thor 4 writer says women and people of color are the focus of new superhero movies. Um. Okay. One of the key issues that Marvel Studios has addressed in Phase 4 is representation and diversity. This topic has been addressed numerous times by fans, critics, and even MCU mainstays themselves. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Okay, so here's my deal with this. I'm down with diversity. You know what I'm saying? And I'm down with the inclusivity. And I guess where I'm at is just basically... I don't want to see this get get taken too far. I don't want it to get too freaking uh, PC or too woke. 
with the MCU. I don't want things to get in that direction to where everything has to be about Captain Marvel, Brie Larson type inclusivity contracts where she can't be interviewed by white, you know, media people or whatever. You know what Why I mean? Why would anybody want to interview her at all? <laughs> Marla, everybody want to interview Brie Larson at all? Why? Um, Why does anybody even want to have a conversation with her? Speaking of speak, speaking as a person of color, I think it's it's fine to include, but let their inclusion mean something. Just don't do it to do it. And Shaw, I've said this several times um, when it comes to this stuff. Just don't do it to do it. Give them a meaningful role so they can make a difference in the movie. That's mm -hmm. been my only thing. Just don't put them in there to shut people up. Give them a meaningful role in the movie so they can make a mark for themselves. Um, that's been my only my only thing. No, that's a good point. And I'll go to you, Vincent. Look, I'm not trying to set you up with a tough question or something that you know intense to talk about or whatever. I just want to put it out there that I think this article is important because I think this can go too far. This whole mentality or this or this ideology that they're kind of working with here. What do you think? It's a really tough situation to be in because all of these characters they have come from a long time in the past, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, some of them. And being around that time, things were different than they are now. There wasn't a lot of inclusivity in Marvel back, you know, 60 years ago. But as time has gone on, the 90s, the 2000s, they have brought in a lot of characters who represent a lot of different minorities and um, people of color, gay people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do I think that they need to go back and change characters who have already existed as a straight white male into a gay black female? No, absolutely not. But do they need to include people who are existing in Marvel Comics as um, people of color? Yeah, absolutely. Do they need to include people that are gay? Absolutely. Do they need to include people that are women? Of course. So yeah there's there is a little bit too far and i'll give you an example of that and that is i believe that dc has announced that they're trying to do another joker movie with kristen stewart as the joker why at what, what point do you need her to be the joker you could literally have her be so many other amazing characters in the dc franchise like duella dent for example have you ever heard of duella dent yeah, oh, that's an amazing character and Kristen Stewart could play the hell out of that role but if they're going to have her play the Joker like the specific Joker and not like maybe uh, Martha Kent or not Martha Kent uh, Martha Wayne as the Joker in the Flashpoint series then what's the point in that why are we doing something like that there's no reason to now hold on I'm going to play devil's advocate in, on this part and and Shaw, if you know, please you know, please agree or disagree. Um, there was a whole universe in DC based on gender swapping. Um, there was um, a female Superman, a female Batman, a male Supergirl, or trying to be that person within. So there are some some places that is that gender swapping is already established. Now, so. I don't know. I get what you're saying because you'd rather see 
a new character, not just a gender swap of an old character, but gender swapping has already been done in both DC and Marvel. Oh, it has, yeah. As far as but, um, Kristen Stewart's concerned, she's not playing the Joker. That, that she already confirmed she's not doing that. Good. She don't need to be in nothing. But okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, there have been characters where it makes sense to make them that way, like gender swap or race swap or, or whatever it might be. But then there's characters that have been established, and this is always the way they have been, and this is always the way that they should be. That it's like, why are you doing that? Um, I don't know. That's just one man's opinion. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Um, like people had earlier with Elder's album being Hawkman, bruh, relax. He's a great actor. He's gonna play that character well. Just relax and calm down, man. Aldous oh, Hodge. Aldous uh, oh. Hodge, my fault. Oh, okay. Got you mixed up. But Sick. yeah, yeah. But he's playing Hawkman, and people are having issues with it. I don't understand that. Just calm down, relax. Okay, I got where you're coming from. Did you want to say something, Andrew? Um, sure. I guess I'll have something to say. Uh, uh by the way, I, I'm Mexican American. Uh, I don't. I okay, so I remember back when Falcon and Winter Soldier came out. Um, of course, race was like a huge uh topic of, of that show. Uh, I remember my my cousin at the time was telling me, he's like, Oh, like I haven't seen it, but I heard like, oh, like they retconned in like a like a black uh Captain America in or like like the like he used to be before the and I was like, now hold on now, like there like it's not just a random thing they just did now. Like there was, I believe it's based off of a 2003 storyline where there was a mm -hmm. black Captain America, like even before. Done in the comics, yep. Yeah, so once I told him that, he was like, oh, okay. I thought they were just like adding like whatever they could or whatever to kind of just like. They almost you know, Captain America multiple times going oh, yeah. back to like yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Right, but I, uh, he was like saying like, oh, like they're focusing like too much on race. And I'm like, well, no, because there is like, there was a black Captain America. And then there was also like that stuff where like he survived like, all these trials, right? There was other black uh, African uh, African American soldiers, right? The, from the U.S. side that are like, subjected to like the serum and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just like random. Like there is a place where, it, and so now, like whenever this stuff does come up, people think like, is it is it just because of the modern times, or is there like a precedent set for it? And sometimes there is a precedent set for it. Other, uh, my opinion really is, if it doesn't change the trajectory the trajectory of the story or it doesn't actually affect the outcome of a story i don't see the problem with like changing you know the like what's his name uh jimmy olsen right one of the superman movies was a, a black guy right but he's like i think canonically a redhead or something right so like does that yeah. doesn't change Super that really doesn't change the plot of the movie right so like fine yeah. go ahead and do that it's not a big deal but um i speaking personally like i don't think it's such a bad idea to include you know more races or more uh i mean sexual orientations or stuff like that if it doesn't impact the story then it's just like extra just why not for example uh i don't think it's like a spoiler right because it was mentioned already in the media but like there is a like a gay kiss scene in eternals yeah and that i mean mm -hmm. it's it's there it's like right there you know for the audience to see and everything but it has like if that character had been straight and with a woman it literally would not make a difference to the storyline at all so that's why that movie was banned. That, I think it was two countries, one or two countries. Yeah, 
Man, three. I'm surprised yeah. they wouldn't just censor it over there. Like, why well, miss out on the money? But I guess right. they want to hold true to their vision or something. So they should have mm. a little bit of uh <laughs> oh <laughs> I swear to <laughs> but there's so but there's so many um I, I and I agree with Andrew as long as it doesn't mess up the main story and you give the character um a, a good storyline something that they can make them to right why not roll roll well, with it Isaiah Bradley was the first black Captain America that you were talking about. There you and, go. Yeah. yeah. Isaiah yes. Bradley. Yes. Uh, and um, in the, in the comics, uh, you know, Falcon, uh, Sam uh, was Captain America multiple times. Uh, yep. He was Captain America. Sam was Captain America. And I'll tell you right now, um, for me, I never hesitated for a second when I saw Endgame the first time and Cap gave Sam the shield. I was like, yeah, like that makes sense to me. You know, like, uh, why, you know, I could never see Bucky becoming Captain America in the MCU after what he's been through, what he's done to people. I mean, don't forget the man, the man was labeled a psychopath at one point. So, yeah, the Winter Soldier, I mean, Bucky, you I know, can't see him being Captain America with all the magic, you know. Yeah, um, but uh, Shaw, what do you think, man? I mean, I feel like as long as they keep things comic book original and they maintain the comic book, you know, basis for the characters, you know, as long as they stick to the comics, I'm I'm happy with it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I do agree with that. I mean, I, like, there's a lot like like um a couple years back when Marvel basically replaced all their most popular characters. With PC versions, mm -hmm. some of them are good and some of them some are bad. bad. Mm -hmm. Williams, um, Miss Marvel. Um, let's see, which one else? Like, you know, like characters like those are bad, but other characters like um, X23 as Wolverine, she was fine. Um, Female Thor, I didn't think was bad. You know, and other characters like that, you know, weren't bad. It's just, you know, it was just that the forcing of it, you know. So, yeah. You would you include thing? would you include Miles into that or no? Miles is awesome. Yeah, Miles no, I mean like awesome. around that time was he? Because I think he was like what two thousand nine. He was probably like the beginning of it, really. Okay. Miles is awesome. He wasn't, he wasn't forced. Like they introduced him and they, they they respected the past and like Miles was really great. That's why. That's right. They did the whole um secret secret wars thing just to bring him into the MCU. I mean, not yeah. MCU too. The six one six. That's a good point, Shaw. They did that well. They did they did that the right way. They didn't mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't they didn't you know they didn't bend gender bend any characters or you know make Star Lord gay or whatever or bi like they did you know last year or whatever in the comic books. Um, I'm not a big fan of you know some of the stuff that they've done in the comics, but um, so moving on, Marvel's Eternal Star teases Kit Harrington's MCU future after post credits tease. Now, this is the one thing I did want to talk about that's kind of a leak, and that's just the fact that it's been well-rumored and well-leaked for a while now that there was going to be a, a post-credit scene where Kit Harrington was going to get the Ebony Blade and essentially become the Black Knight. Um, in the Eternals film, you don't get the Black Knight. You get the Eternals, but you don't get Black Knight with the Ebony Blade actually you know, fighting or anything like that or whatever. Obviously, William, Andrew, you guys know that more than we do, but 
Um, I just want to go around and ask everybody, even if you don't know a lot about uh, the character of the Black Knight, um, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you like Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones? I know I do. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on? I'll go to I'll go to William and Andrew first, as you guys already saw this scene. Uh, William, what do you think? What do you think about the potential for the Black Knight? I like it because it's something new, something different. Now, I did see an article the other day that I don't know how true it is that says we'll never see the Black Knight in the MCU. Um, if I can find an article again, I'll post it in a group chat. But um, I like him. I think it'd be new to be something different, something that Marvel can definitely come back ahead, hang their, their hat on. Um, he was a defender back in the day. Uh, you can do a lot of stuff with him. Uh, so I'll be happy to see him if he, if he does make it into the MCU. Um, I was sort of kind of shocked we didn't get him in this movie because, again, that would have been something different. Way different. End up, honestly, William, I'll put it out there. I think he's going to end up being a like a co-captain of the New Avengers. When they actually could, put together the New Avengers, mm -hmm. I think he will be one of the like assistant coaches or whatever of the New Avengers underneath Sam. As Captain America, who I would hope would still, you know, be the leader of the Avengers. But uh, Andrew, what what do you think? What do you think? I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about before the show about uh, the character itself. But I mean, are you excited? Uh, I'm definitely interested. Uh, Kit Harrington. Um, I'm mostly just known from Pompeii and Game of Thrones, or like the guy did Pompeii. Yeah, yep. those are only my uh, point of references for him. And in Pompeii, he was all right. Uh, in Game of Thrones, I loved, I loved, uh, I love his character. Oh, Jon he was Snow. dope as Jon Snow, man. Yeah, he's awesome as Jon Snow. So I'm curious to see. As I mentioned before, we started recording. Like my only touchstone for the Black Knight is getting Marvel Unlimited and going back to like the '60s era and seeing like the original Black Knight the, with the winged horse and the the mechanic the sword with like the special like mechanical power like fire and other stuff like that so i don't know what the magical properties are of the sword uh i can tell you from like you can tell it's not an ordinary sword in the in the post credit scene like it has like it does like this weird um have you ever seen when people put magnet above like iron shavings and like the they get pulled towards it kind of like it has this weird ripply effect so i'm i don't know maybe i'm sure you guys can explain to me like what the properties are of the sword all I understand is that it's I think it makes its bearer like invincible or at least like really hard to kill while they're wielding it or something like that. So I'm curious oh, well. to see what uh how that's gonna play out. Um yeah, that's pretty much all I really got on that. I'm curious to see uh I mean it must be nice to be a dog because my dog just, <laughs> just farted and like it literally smells like somebody just took a dump <laughs> like right in front of me. You know what I mean? I mean like and he's just rolling with it. Like, he doesn't even care. He's all good. Like, he doesn't even, he doesn't even seem like, you know, like, he even, he's even interested in it or whatever. <coughs> and uh, it's interesting, man, being a dog. You can just, like, you know, fart, and it's disgusting, and not even care. But, uh, Vincent, what do you think, man? Are you a, uh, are you looking forward to seeing um, what Kit Harrington can give us in terms of the Black Knight? I mean, as far as what you were talking about, Andrew, the Ebony Blade does actually have abilities where... The, the the user of the ebony blade is basically uh very hard to kill it's kind of uh, like it's kind of like heart girl's uh mace from dc because when she holds on to that mace 
Um, she's hard to injure, hard to kill when she holds on to the mace. If you go back and look at Justice League Unlimited, as long as she has on that mace, she can take some pretty powerful punches from some pretty powerful DC uh, heroes and villains as long as she holds okay. on to that mace. So it's it's sort of it's it's like that. Okay. Go ahead, Vincent. I have very little knowledge of Kit Harrington's acting skills or things like that. I never watched Game of Thrones. I was aware he was on it and he was Jon Snow and Jon Snow was kind of like the main character, especially towards the end. Um, I never saw Pompeii, so I don't have a whole lot of reference to go on with him. Uh, I do believe that the entire reason for the Eternals, at least probably going forward because of how poorly the movie is getting reviewed, it's going to be about him going forward, about him being the Black Knight and becoming a leader. And the there's one line that is in the trailers, at least, and it might have been in the movie, too. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, he says, you know, I could lead the Avengers and they laugh at him. I think that's leading up to him actually leading the new Avengers. That's, that's, that's a different, yeah, it's a different character. That's, that's a different oh, line. Chris? That's a different oh, line. Yeah. Yeah. They were both yeah. in Game of Thrones, though. They were actually brothers in Game of Thrones, which is funny. Oh, that might be why I'm confusing them. Yeah, Richard Madden. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'll tell you. Um, Shaw, what do you think, man? I mean, where are you at with with um, the potential with this character? I mean, I'm interested. I mean, I thought, like, initially, I thought that he was going to be as the Black Knight at some point. But now that I hear that that's not happening, that's, you know, kind of a negative now for me. But, you know, whatever. We'll see moving forward what happens with him. Could you see them potentially? I mean, I know this is way out there, but. Um, do you think that they could he could end up like with a solo film maybe down the road? I don't know, maybe. I mean, we'll see. I mean, now that maybe. would be something because if you want to talk about an obscure character, <laughs> that's about as obscure as you can get, unless you really was into the comics back in the day. Um, that would be interesting to see if you could pull that off. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I, I, again, I, I do. I'm looking forward to the whole situation. I'm I'm really happy that they brought Kent Harrington in. Um, I'm really interested in seeing what the Eternals is going to have to offer. I'm trying to be optimistic about it when I go to see it tomorrow. <laughs> Even though I had to listen to William today on Facebook saying all oh, this movie sucks and everything and whatnot. I want my ten dollars back. <laughs> yeah, man. The interesting, uh, interesting part though about that, uh, the end credit scene though, that specific end credit scene is it that wasn't even the most interesting part of the end credit scene, and I think William probably knows what I'm talking about with the way how it ended. Mm-hmm. There's a little, uh, you guys. I don't. I guess I don't know. If, I don't go see think, it. Go see it. Spoiler. Yeah, go watch it. Go watch it. Go, go watch see it. it. Go see. Or at it. least it, watch it, the end credit scene. <laughs> the end credit scene. The end credit scene. You know, it, it would be worth your money. That alone is worth the ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 uh, the, the hit with the rest of it. Just go see the end credit scene. You'll be good. You'll All be right. good. Well, I'll tell you That's what. Something. When I go to watch it tomorrow, I will just go ahead and and go to the bar for the first two hours, and I'll come in just for the uh, end credit. Scene. <laughs> the end credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, listen, guys. Look. We've been getting after it here for a minute. I want to go ahead and take a moment here to give everybody on here a chance to plug anything they want to plug. I want everybody to shout out all of their awesome family members, 
friends, uh, Geek News Now Network, whoever you want to shout out, whoever you want to say hello to or let anybody know you're you're getting after it here on the bleeding edge. Um, starting with you, Shaw, what do you have to t- tell us about the Geek uh, Gauntlet? Um, yeah, we um, stream every Saturday night at 10. Um, we talk about a lot of geek stuff, DC, Marvel, other things. Um, yeah, we just, yeah. Winning. Okay. And Shaw, and Shaw brings up some of the, the the best topics in the business. Um, I remember one time yeah. he came up he came up with that um with that topic create put one Marvel and one DC character together and, and see what you got and that was very interesting to see. So definitely check out Geek Gauntlet. We do stuff like that. Uh, break down all the news. Um, break down the shows, superhero shows that come on throughout the week. Uh, so definitely check us out every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, twitch.com forward slash William Morgan Media. Thank you, William. Mm-hmm. Andrew, do you have anything to shout out or do you want to plug anything? Well, uh, like you mentioned, we're uh, you and I and pretty much almost, I think <clears throat> most of us here are now part of the GNN network. Uh, I, I mostly just write articles about uh, video game news or reviews for video games, uh, occasionally Marvel stuff uh, if they if they pass that on to me. But uh, yeah, I mostly do the uh, writing articles for GNN. And then I also have a separate un, non-GNN affiliated uh, podcast called DuoSense, uh, D-U-O-S-E-N-S-E-E. Uh, which is a mostly a primarily video game related uh, podcast where we talk about the latest gaming news, uh, talk about what we've been playing. I do that with my best friend. Uh, it's not related to GNN, but it's another thing that I do on the side besides writing. So uh, check both of those things out. Excellent, Vincent and Spock. What do you got to plug, brother? Um, so mostly you'll find me on Rizzle, maybe a little bit of TikTok, and I have some old YouTube videos you could watch if you wanted. Uh, Rizzle, I think, is where I'm really going to be spending my time recently um, because I, I just decided that that's the platform that I really want to go with. Uh, I started doing a MCU tier list of best to movies to worst movies and whatnot, and I've done one episode, which was the absolute worst MCU movies thus far. I haven't seen Eternals yet, so I haven't put it in there yet, but um, yeah, and so I, tomorrow I want to do the next step up from that. Most definitely. And I'm going to take the next step up uh, with this uh, person of the combat section. This is what I'm going to be doing after the show. <laughs> yes. I've been getting after it. I just saw that. Just I just like saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, tap into my inner by star Lord uh, after the show. Yeah, no, anyway. He said he said inner bastola. Ah man. Hey, listen, William. I want to be a loyal Kevin Feige Marvel Studios fan. So if we're gonna start gender bending characters and everything and whatnot, I might as well just go ahead and ain't no wrong with that, man. Like I say, ain't no wrong with that. No, man. Hey, everybody. Out there needs to love someone. Yes, so, I agree. You know, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, who they love is up to them, as far as yep. I'm concerned. That's as right. long as they uh watch the MCU's bleeding edge, I'm good. Amen. Well, well Amen, last, brother. 
Well, let's oh, do a quick Google search, and Star Lord is technically by as of December 2020. Yeah, it's canon. Yeah. I was gonna say just real quick. Uh, I was. I just pulled up my phone real quick. Uh, on Variety, uh, Variety reports that uh, uh, production on Black Panther has been put on hold right yep. now because uh, Latita Wright uh, had an injury. So uh, curious yep. to see how that's gonna affect the schedule of the MCU films moving forward. And I'll tell you right now, I am. I remain highly optimistic that um they're gonna end up putting together a really solid black panther film i really do think that black panther 2 is going to be a good film i do even without chadwick it's going to be tough i mean you know what i'm saying like i'll tell you right now uh if if chadwick was still alive with us he'd be my brother i i would be up with him kicking it with him and whatnot because he's that just that good of a dude um that guy is one of my heroes. Like you, I'll tell you, I'll put it out there right now. I have very few heroes in life, but Chadwick Boseman is one of my heroes. Awesome guy. Yeah. That man. That man was a lion of a man. Remember, yeah. he knew he. Remember, he knew he was sick, and he stood it all the acting that he did, even after he knew his diagnosis. He didn't take time off. He didn't stop. He nope. kept going. He kept working. So shout out to that man. Rest in peace, brother. Yeah, I don't think anybody could even try to pretend they could understand what he must have gone through to deal with what he dealt with medically, and then at the same time, act in Infinity War, act in Black Panther, act in Endgame, back to back to back. But either way, um, listen, guys, I really appreciate having you on here. I really appreciate GNN, Geek News Now Network. We're really pleased and happy to be aligned with geek news now and to be a part of the team it's great to have so many great people from gnn on here it uh it, it you know i i'm feeling the team the, the team love right now i really am <laughs> and andrew i just want to say thank you very much i i know that um you know you don't typically always cover the mcu or marvel to this degree and whatnot you're more of a uh a gamer guy right right yeah <laughs> that's yes. right but thank you for you know for taking the time to join us and everything. Hopefully you'll come back again. Thank you for inviting uh, me. I had a lot of fun. Thanks. Oh yeah, no, it was a good time. And Shaw, uh, mm -hmm. the, your spot's always open here, man. Whoever you want to come on the show and get after it with us, we're happy to have you. Okay. William. Yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for spoiling the Eternals for me today, brother. I appreciate it. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. My fault, man. No, my it's all fault. Good, man. It's all good. I'd rather I'd rather hear the truth from a friend to tell you the truth. So I know. Uh, what and, and, and when you watch it, your your opinion might be different than mine. We two different people, so you know, put your thoughts down in there, um, and we can compare notes and see where we go with it. Because well, the one thing. Because yep. the one thing I love to do is to have a difference of opinion, at like that's adults, right. but we can always have a difference of opinion and work things out from there. And that's and what that's, I love and doing. And that's one of the, the coolest parts of being a part of the MCU fandom is that we all do have different opinions on everything. And for the most part, we all seem to just manage to get along and just stick to the fandom, stick to the, the content. You know, and give our opinions, have different opinions and whatnot, but get along, be able to have, you know, good conversations, good discussions. And um, honestly, at the end of the day, I think there's just a lot of jealous people out there in the film industry and in the media. 
they see an opportunity to, to block to beat up on Marvel Studios and they take advantage of it, like the New York Post earlier. But Vincent, it is very nice to be able to, to say that you are becoming a regular on the MCU's bleeding edge. Thank you, sir, for taking the time to join us tonight. That's what I told him. That's why I told him me and Malv was going and claim his spot right now. Just claim it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just claim uh, you know it. what? I like I like, honestly, I think there's something to uh having guests like Vincent on it in like short doses, you know, like it's good to give him a break here and there that have him come on as like a breath of fresh air on the show. So yeah. But anyways, again, thanks guys. Thanks to GNN. And um Oh wait, hold on. We got one more person in the chat. Oh, he that's my brother Sean, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Right. I wonder who that was. <laughs> yeah, my Sean. It's my brother Sean. He's pretty cool. Wow. What's that, Sean? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? What's going down? Any, anyways, we need to get Sean out here too. Uh, everybody's welcome here on the MCU's. Get them all along. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, I'm going to get out of here. I'll see you guys in the studio. MCU's bleeding edge. Peace. Later, guys. Mm -hmm.